Reality. This is the world or state of things as they actually are, rather than an idealistic idea. For example, the reality is, with a recession caused by a global pandemic, your job search will look different. Now, what does that different look like? Let's get into it. This is But What Do I Know podcast with Chid Suzanne, a space for learning, for healing, and for laughter. Welcome everybody to another episode of But What Do I Know podcast. I'm your host, Chit Suzanne, and I just want to welcome you guys to yet another episode. If this is your first time tuning in and hearing the sound of my voice, welcome. I'm glad you're here, and I hope you keep coming back. Make sure you subscribe to the show with notifications turned all the way on so you don't miss an episode. And if you're already a part of our podcast family, well, you already know what it is. I'm not going to ask you to subscribe because I'm sure you've done so already. As usual, I hope that you guys are all having an amazing week. I hope your week is filled with light, love, productivity, and don't forget to rest. It's also September, so it's back to work and back to school season. So if you're starting a new school year, good luck with the new school year, and I wish you much success. And if you're starting a new job, congrats on the new job, and I wish you all the best. And if you've graduated, but you're still job searching in the meantime, definitely keep listening because this episode is absolutely for you. And with that, let's get into our clue and segment for the week. So for Clue in this week, I want to focus on an announcement that was made last week. Last week, the Canadian federal government announced a $221 million Black Entrepreneurship Program. Essentially, this program is a three-part initiative that's aimed at supporting Canadian Black entrepreneurs and businesses, not just in this COVID-19 era that we're sort of in right now, but also far beyond. So the first of the three initiatives is the National Ecosystem Fund. So through this fund, Black business owners and entrepreneurs will be able to have access to funding, to mentorship, to financial planning services, and business training. The second of the three initiatives is the Black Entrepreneurship Loan Fund. So this includes the partnership of financial institutions, including Canada's top five banks. And through this fund, loans between $25,000 and $250,000 will be provided to businesses. The final of the three initiatives is what's being called the Black Entrepreneurship Knowledge Hub. This hub will collect data essentially on the state of Black entrepreneurship in Canada and try to identify and understand barriers and hindrances to the growth of Black businesses and essentially look at opportunities and measures for growth. So shortly after this announcement was made by the federal government, of course, this announcement was met by some praise and also a lot of criticism And rightfully so, because while I think that this program is a good start, and of course, it's definitely timely with 
the current climate that we're in, we've been having so many conversations about systemic anti-Black racism, especially in North America, and there have been large calls for governments to put out tangible policies and tangible plans and agendas to address these. So while this is a good start, it's not lost on me that while we're having these conversations, it just seems that almost every single time we bring up systemic racism, almost instinctive, the first policy or program that governments use or governments bring up rather is almost always related to capitalism and money. And it's just interesting because there's so many other pieces to the puzzle. There are so many other policies that should be discussed simultaneously while we're also talking about this program. There should be other social policies. There should be other policies that are being discussed to address root causes and root problems to the systemic racism rather than just offering loans. And you might say, okay, Chid, at least they're doing something. Yes, they're doing something. That's what we elect them to do. They're doing their job. They're simply doing that. However, I would pose this challenge and say, even within this program, what is the criteria to be able to receive that loan? What is the criteria to be able to receive that loan? How many businesses can receive this loan? Does this loan favor smaller black businesses? What are some measures and metrics that are being put in place to ensure that these programs are actually successful. These are some things that I would sort of pose a challenge to this program and say we need to be sure that we're thinking about these things and not just simply trying to address a broader problem with capital. Maybe what I'll do is in the near future, I'll have an episode focus on this and break it all down because there's a lot to unpack. When we have more information, I've had some time to dig a little deeper into it and research. I'll sort of unpack it on an episode on here for you guys. But those are my thoughts regarding that program. And with that, let's get into our main topic for the week. September is usually the time of year where we refocus our minds. It's the start of a new season, and for some who are students, they may be returning back to school, whether this is undergrad, master's, or PhD. If you aren't in school, maybe this is your first job after school, or maybe you've been working for some time, but July and August are usually vacation months in the workplaces, And so September is that month where everyone gets back together and goals and strategies for the first quarter of the year are being discussed. September usually gives that back to reality feeling. It gives us that feeling of wanting to create a fresh start. So in the spirit of facing this reality, this episode will focus on tips that I've put together, some from my personal experience and some from research, to help you If you're currently job searching, or if you plan to do so in the near future during this COVID-19 era. I created this episode with recent graduates of any post-secondary education in mind. Maybe you graduated in the spring, but you just went to take the summer to focus on other things. But now that it's September, you sort of want to ramp up your application process. 
or maybe you were permanently laid off of work recently due to COVID-19. And while these tips can be useful to anybody, I'm centering recent graduates because 10 months ago, that was me, applying, hustling, and mind-filled with anxiety. So before we get into the tips, I just want to add a disclaimer that as I live in Canada, some of the information that I'll speak on, such as the performance of the job market, is specific to Canada and is not a reflection of other countries for several different factors, including the fact that different countries have just handled this pandemic differently. And so as a result, they've had varying effects on their economy and job market. So let's begin with the good news. The good news is that as I'm recording this episode in mid-September, most of Ontario and Canada have moved to reopening phases with loose restrictions. So as a result, some of the jobs that we previously lost are gradually being added back. And as we're now in month seven of this pandemic, month seven if you're counting from March where things really began to shut down, some businesses have become more agile, they've become more flexible, And they've been able to adapt to this pandemic in a way that didn't include having to scale down or let staff go. However, the bad news is that even though these jobs are gradually being added back, higher paying jobs have been slower to bounce back. And added to this is that even though some businesses have been agile and have been flexible, some businesses have just chosen to handled the situation in a way that involved scaling down and as a result having to let staff go either temporarily or permanently. I came across a stat that said 11% of businesses in Ontario laid off 100%. That's all their workforce as a result of COVID-19. So earlier in this episode, I had mentioned that I wanted this topic to focus on the experiences of recent graduates. And so I don't want to go any further without having you hear what some graduates had to say when I reached out to them regarding their thoughts on the job market, their concerns, and how they were carrying their job search out. Take a listen. Hey, my name is Valerie. My pronouns are she and her, and I am a registered social worker and recent Bachelor of Social Work graduate from Ryerson University. And now I am currently a Master's of Social Work candidate at the University of Toronto studying human service management and leadership. So like a lot of graduating students, I had a full-time summer position lined up. Uh, that ended up being cancelled because of COVID-19. It was difficult trying to make sense and, you know, understand the impacts. So I used the time that I had available to work on building healthier and more sustainable habits and attitudes for myself, as well as sharpening my professional brand. And although it was challenging in the beginning, wondering, you know, what my future would hold, um, I knew that it was the perfect time to create something brand new that was something that I could call my own. Um, And this is where I got the idea to start a personal blog. And from there, it became a pivotal experience for me because I was able to connect with 
so many incredible women um, and build a network of folks who felt empowered through my journey and the content I was producing. Um, And this is how I began to tap into the startup world because, you know, an organization reached out to me and compensated me the stuff I was already developing an interest for. So from there, I started working on expanding my professional skills and portfolio in ways I didn't even anticipate doing before because, you know, I was managing now multiple projects at once and I started to have more opportunities and collaborations come my way. And so I think this current job market has paved the way for innovation and for a certain amount of flexibility in a way that traditional work didn't necessarily allow for. You know, jobs that said that they couldn't be done online, you know, were forced to figure out a way that they can continue to run and essentially build their business model online. Um, So I think it not only created greater possibilities for how we as young people can, you know, tap into the job market, but it also um, allowed us to build our lives in a way that just works better for us. You know, for the most part, you're eliminating transit and commuting times. And, you know, you don't necessarily have an employer, you know, looking over your shoulder all the time. Um, So it makes it a little bit easier to take breaks and schedule your appointments at a time that is, you know, probably more convenient than what it was before. And so I think this pandemic allowed for a new wave of industries to come into effect and shift our understanding of what production looks like and how we can build better systems to make the income we deserve to make. And, you know, this may not have been everyone's experience necessarily, um, especially because we know the job market can be quite competitive and really demanding. Um, But change definitely comes with a certain level of discomfort and uncertainty that takes a lot of patience and trust in the process in order to, you know, figure out the steps you need to take to really launch your career forward. Hello, my name is Shamiza and I'm a 2020 graduate of Ryerson School of Urban and Regional Planning. Being a graduate naturally comes with some growing pains, but I think in our current climate, these emotions are heightened. Personally, since my first year, all I could wait to do is graduate, so I could actually do what I loved doing, facilitating positive things for people in their lives and in their communities. So as you can imagine, upon my graduation, I felt almost like a ball which had been gradually gaining momentum to achieve full speed, crashing into a solid wall. While it was extremely unnerving, I'm a strong believer in everything happens for a reason. And I think as planners, we usually have a strong connection to the pulse of our communities and we can take a step back and prioritize what's best for our communities and say right now what's happening is bigger than me. I hope someday when we look back at the class of 2020, we can say we graduated into a society that discovered the roots of its problems after being sent to our rooms. My name is Trina and I graduated from the Urban and Regional Planning Program back in June of 2019 and right out of university I applied for jobs in my field and as everyone knows this can be a lengthy process so in the meantime I worked at a financial services company where everything was going smoothly until the cases for COVID-19 rose 
and we started working from home. Uh, this is when I got laid off, as did many other individuals. Now, as tough as it was, I saw it as an opportunity to refocus my energy into picking up new hobbies and finding a job in my field. This was not the easiest, as there weren't many job postings being put out during this time. So I just took the time that I had to spend with family, friends, took some extra courses, picked up new hobbies, and focused on my overall health in addition to sending out these applications. So yes, we can all have a consensus, we all agree, but the last few months have made it really challenging and really difficult with uncertainty regarding job security and job searching. So let's get into it. Let's discuss some tips and some strategies to help us with regards to job searching in this COVID era. So this list consists of some things that I have both researched and experienced personally in my job search experience, which took place about 10 months ago. And I believe that much of what I did in my job search can still be applied here. However, it may have to be really amplified to fit this sort of COVID-19 era that we're in. Again, this is dependent on your field and your industry. So I hope that this sort of provides you with some encouragement because yes, the reality of job searching is really different right now, but it doesn't have to be gloom and it can honestly work out in your favor. So let's get into it. The first tip or idea is, if necessary, change your mindset. And this is the first one because everything begins with your mind. It's important to understand that before COVID, your set of skills and knowledge may have been very much in demand. However, now a lot of companies are rethinking, restructuring positions and skills to sort of get them through this really critical financial period. And so depending on what field you're in, it's really important to have this mindset of, okay, things are different now. This process may be different now. This will help you to manage your expectation as you go through your application process. So having this mindset shift, again, if necessary, some may already be there. Having this shift just allows you to be both flexible and patient with things as well as yourself. It'll be a lot easier for you to understand, okay, you know what? The ratio of jobs that I am applying to to the amount of companies that reach back to me may be different than what I'm used to. And I recognize that this is honestly easier said than done. This is something that I struggled with during my job search, so I can honestly only imagine what I would have been like in this current situation. But I think it's really important that we constantly remind ourselves to be patient, to be flexible, and to understand that some things, such as this global pandemic that has really affected a lot of things financially, are out of our control. 
So the second tip and idea that I want to share is understand your skills and abilities. I'm going to say that again. Understand your skills and abilities. And I share this because I believe this to be especially important now. And a lot of the times as recent grads, we focus solely on our technical training and accreditation that we've just received. And sometimes in doing so, we're blocking out various other opportunities that may suit our skills and our abilities. Trust me, this is something that I've struggled with while applying. I definitely felt this. And I feel like sometimes we feel so pressured by varying other factors to go into the field that we studied. And this may be by our parents. This may be by the amount of money and time that we spent on this particular program or by how much money we're promised that we'll make if we go into this field. And that's not to say that you don't love the field. You can love the field and still feel that pressure. And sometimes when that pressure is overwhelming, it can start to diminish your love for that particular thing. But I believe this, there is just such immense value in doing this sort of self-exploration because then you get to really understand your skills, you get to understand your abilities better and know how you can be competitive in various different job markets and various different industries, not just the one that you're solely trained for. So in whatever method or template works best for you, map out and have a list of the skills, technical and non-technical, that you believe you have. Reflect, do the work, take time to think about it and really draw it out. Perhaps this could be, you know, you have a skill at editing audio software. You know how to use audio edition. You know, maybe you know you're a good communicator. Maybe you have good leadership skills. Regardless of what it is, allow yourself to go through this exercise of self-discovery. So the next tip is restructure and reorganize the types of jobs you're applying to. So once you've completed the first and the second step, the step naturally follows. And what I mean by that is essentially, once you've sort of had the shift in your mindset, and once you have a better understanding of your skills and your abilities, you may realize that you can actually broaden the types of jobs that you've been applying for. And you may be able to broaden them within the same industry or even across industries. Having an understanding of your skills and abilities allows you to match them to sort of see what skills are transferable and marketable across various industries. And this would allow you to see that perhaps you have more options than you thought you previously did. And this is actually especially important right now, especially if you've been applying for jobs in an industry that has seen a reduction in job postings in the past few months, but you're noticing that your skills and abilities match job postings in an industry that has actually seen an increase and a demand in job postings over the past few months. So doing this allows you to sort of be able to match your skills and abilities to trends within the job markets and restructure the jobs that you apply to based on this. So number four is Revisit and refine your skills if necessary. 
So once you have reorganized and restructured the jobs that you want to apply to, and you understand what skills you have and where your skills fit, there may be some skills that you have, but you're currently a little shaky on. You know, maybe it's a technical skill. Maybe you sort of know how to use Adobe Illustrator or Photoshop based on a couple of courses you took, but you know that if you go back and you refine those skills, then you'll be able to apply for a lot more jobs or you'll be more competitive in the jobs that you apply to. It's important to sort of refine and sharpen those skills to be competitive when applying for jobs that demand that particular skill. And based on the skills that you actually want to refine and tweak, this doesn't have to be a lengthy or expensive process. Like we live in a time right now where YouTube has tutorials for just about anything. So seek out what you need and what will help you to refine those particular skills. So number five, and I know you'll be thinking like, dang, she still got more? Yep, I do. Two more to be exact. <laughs> but number five is leverage your network and previous experience. And this is especially important in this era where you may not have the luxury the privilege to build new relationships in person. So now's the time if you previously attended a business event or networking conference and someone said, you know, hey, don't hesitate to call me if you want tips on interviews. Or if someone said, hey, take my card. If you're ever interested in the work that our firm does, give me a call or shoot me an email. Now's the time to do that. You know, don't hesitate to contact them and say, hey, you know, I'm interested in the work that your firm does. Can we chat about it further? If you previously completed an internship or placement, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to your previous supervisor or manager, especially if they were really impressed with the work that you did. And, you know, maybe they had said things like, you know, if you really want to work here when you're done school, don't hesitate to connect with us. Connect with them, stay in touch. You know, you can send them emails, say you want to catch up and you want to know how the firm is doing, what type of projects they're working on. It's always important to sort of just keep these conversations going, especially with the people that you have in your network circle in case opportunities sort of come up. It's always better to keep the conversations going than to just message someone and be like, hey, so I'm looking for a job. Like, do you have one? There are better ways to sort of keep those communications going especially if you've already had previous experience and they liked you to begin with just make sure you're following up you're keeping them up you're sending emails every couple of months keep those conversations going so tip number six and this is the final tip is establish or refine your online presence and this is something that is becoming increasingly important as we see more and more remote learning, remote working, and now remote networking. But I think one of the easiest ways to establish or refine your online presence is by creating a LinkedIn. So if you don't have one, consider creating one. And if you do have one, make sure it stays up to date and refined. But let me tell y'all, LinkedIn and I have a love-hate relationship. Like, it took me so long to make an account. And when I did, I did it because I didn't want to lose out on certain job postings. But it took me so long because it just felt so forced. 
it felt like I was being forced to network in a way that wasn't necessarily authentic to me. But as I used it, I figured it out. I found a way to sort of connect with industry folks that were like-minded to me, that were working on cool projects. And I made it work for me in the sense that I am able to connect and it still feels authentic. It still feels real. It doesn't feel forced. So if you're like me and you want to make sure that it still feels genuine while you're connecting and networking with people on LinkedIn, trust me, as you sort of use it, you will find that sort of authentic vibe and touch that you can add to it to make sure that you still have that you factor even when you're networking. In addition to LinkedIn, what I will say is also important is staying connected with mentorship, industry organizations, or collectives. And what I mean by this is groups like Urban Lend Institute or mentorship hubs. And these are just examples that I'm given. But groups like these are such good support systems. These groups serve as a really good checkpoint. I definitely remember these groups just being a really good point for me to sort of check in with others that were in the same situation that I was in. They're also really good to exchange knowledge, both technical, non-technical, and general information on things that are going on in your industry as well. And it's also easy to get connected with someone who's doing the work that you want to do when you're part of these types of groups too. So those are all the tips and strategies I wanted to share with you guys. But I also want you guys to hear what other recent graduates have been doing in terms of their job search and what keeps hope alive for them. So I think one piece of advice that I want to give recent graduates is that just because you've graduated from your educational institution does not mean that the learning and the growth stops there. And I'll repeat that again just because I think it's absolutely critical. Just because you've graduated from your educational institution does not mean that the learning and the growth stops there. And I think it takes a continued investment in yourself to find the path you need to be on that will ultimately take your career to the next level and build the success you are looking for. And investing in yourself looks different for everyone, but I would advise any recent graduate to not be afraid of investing in yourself in as many ways as possible that are best fit for you so that you can achieve the vision and the results you are striving for in your career journey. Planning Pieces started as a community on Instagram called Planning Places. The original goal of the platform was to cultivate a culture of curiosity, compassion, and collaboration in city building. And after almost two unbelievable years of learning, growing, and sharing, it's now grown to house Planning Pieces to help give back to the cities we love and serve. One thing I'm grateful for is that this quarantine has allowed me a chance to stop and reevaluate where I'm at and where I'm going. When my job search kept leading to dead ends, I turned my scope to within myself to determine what I really wanted to do with my degree. Sometimes in life we aren't always given easy pathways. Sometimes we truly do need to blaze our own. And I don't necessarily consider myself a trailblazer, but I do believe taking risks and navigating the unknown is to some extent things planners need to be comfortable with. 
If I can offer you some advice, I'd say feel the feels, it's entirely natural and healthy. Don't feel rushed to land something right away, rest and reset. But after or simultaneously, I want you to look back to all those dreams you're saving for the future and think about what is stopping you from achieving achieving those dreams now. And if it's the money or the skills you're lacking, I totally understand that. But ask yourself what can be done now to set yourself up for when you are in a position to make that jump. Your journey doesn't have to be linear or how you thought it would be like in your mind. The world really is your oyster. One tip that I would give to others is to be patient and to not give up on yourself. There will be days where you won't want to do much and that's totally okay. It's okay to take a break, focus on your mental health because that is so important. Just pick yourself back up the next day and create a routine for yourself that works. Um, Discover things that you love to do and find ways to do them. Keep applying to those jobs if that's your goal and see areas where you can possibly improve. Take some courses and virtually network. It may take time, but you will get there. With that, we are at the end of this episode. Thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to all the tips, ideas, and strategies that were shared in this episode. As usual, I will link all the resources that were referenced in this episode in the description of the episode, and I'll also be creating a sort of summary post of all the tips discussed on the Instagram page for the podcast, so make sure to check out at BWDIK Podcast. Stay on the lookout for that. But I hope you guys found these tips encouraging and helpful. I hope you use some, if not all of these tips, if you're job searching right now. And if not, then, but what do I know, right? (laughs) But I also want to thank all the recent grads that lent their voices to this episode. I really appreciate it. And again, I want to thank all the listeners. You guys have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye for now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.